0: Anchoring Bias Sunk Cost or Sunk Bias Third one which is something called Recency Bias Fourth one which is called Ostrich Bias or Ostrich Effect I tend to avoid and not to listen to the negative news. When I'm investing in stock market and I have a really bad portfolio such as market is going down etc etc I would shut down my portfolio monitoring day-to-day and ignore whatever is happening in the market. I just don't want to hear the negative news. And that's something called ostrich effect or bias, whatever you want to call it. You close yourself from the negative news or the macroeconomic environment which is happening around you. So the next bias, again, is a very good one. It's called choice bias. Choice bias means... Once you are given an option, option A, B, C and D, and you make a decision, no matter however you arrive at that decision, once you make that decision and when people start questioning you, you would come up with some sort of a logic or some sort of a theory and you will start defending your choices. It happens with each and every person. To a certain extent, it makes sense because you have a judgment or a logic to arrive at that choice. But when it becomes apparent that you're defending it, no matter how relevant the other point is, you need to self correct yourself because you are then becoming prone to this choice bias. Choice bias, sorry. So be open for feedback during the negotiation and it is completely acceptable or I would even call it as smart to change your position throughout the negotiation process. Be more adaptable and I will talk about this point as I go forward but this is what we call as choice bias and closely connected with choice bias is information bias and if I have to refine it correctly it's called my information versus your information okay and it basically means i tend to value my information better than you uh, if you're providing me an alternate fact this might not be applicable for all the negotiators but it's often the most common reason why you would see suppliers bringing in at least two or three different account stakeholders and i will talk about this. In in later slide so they bring in two or three different stakeholders just to manage or handle one or two people who have this sort of a bias my information versus your information Um, if you are doing that you are largely contributing to another bias which is called confirmation bias so these two things are really really interconnected I should have clubbed it in the first place but anyway so my information versus your information bias and confirmation bias are largely in the same pool where you are trying to filter the facts that are being told to you or the information that is, be- uh, that is being given to you and you are only picking and choosing those facts that fits in your preconceived notion or the idea or the decision you want how the deal to be. And then on the other side, you're completely disregarding the other facts or the information that is being provided to you. And if you are already making up your mind how you want to see the things at this end and you are again disregarding every other fact, then you are becoming, let's say, biased in your decision making, which is confirmation bias. So taking a step back again, my information versus your information bias and the confirmation bias are largely connected one and another or related with each other the next bias is called loss aversion or no negative news bias this is very profound one because people are more triggered by a loss they want to avoid a loss than a potential gain all right let me give an example if i tell you that I, you can make ten dollars today Versus you are about to lose ten dollars You would tend to sway more information Why I am going to lose ten dollars in another context people tend to value more or they act Quite swiftly on a negative news than on a positive ones to translate that into the bias if during your decision making if you are making decision out of the fear or out of the what we call as fear of missing out or the loss that you are trying to prevent the opportunity cost that you are trying to prevent then you might be getting persuaded by the seller using this loss aversion bias second last bias is called placebo effect in simple terms it's called speculation so that means if you are already predicting the outcome of stages you tend to, in large groups, you tend to justify how correctly you predicted the outcome. Okay. So I always love to work such, with such people who can foresee, claim to foresee, this will happen in round one, this will happen in round two, this will happen in round three, at the end I will get 30 to 35 discount, it will not be 40, it will not be 50, so on and so forth. They can paint a picture. Okay. Like a crystal ball gazing. And I love to work with these guys because I'm not monitoring them for the accuracy. I'm monitoring them how committed some people would become to make sure that they get 30 to 35% discount. To make sure they can claim, see how well I know the supplier, how well I can read them. And this is what we call as speculation bias. People would tend to make their predictions, right? rather than changing their stand and accepting a bigger, much more valuable result. And if you often come to work with such a person, never ever allow that person to be the only person negotiating a single strategic deal, always have two balances. Last bias is called stereotyping bias. And this is what I spoke about earlier in my video. Now. People dislike and like people all the time. Certain buyers will like certain suppliers, account manager and would dislike some of the account managers for the same supplier. And if the supplier knows this beforehand, or the buyer rather knows it beforehand, we can actually structure the type of communications we want to have throughout the stages. So I will bring in the person that you dislike in the first round because I know the buyers will be too harsh on that key account manager. But in the second round, when things are getting closer to the closure, I would bring in a neutral party who would then become front face of the negotiation with the supplier or sorry the buyer. So The buyer would have to now recalibrate or readjust his perception or stereotyping profile with this new account manager. So the words will be more softer. The attitude would be a bit more neutral than, let's say, the preferred stereotyped character of the earlier account manager. And if you are getting persuaded as a buyer with every time a fresh face is being introduced or a more likable person is introduced in a negotiation, you need to self correct yourself. So, well, folks. A big video long and lengthy video rewind it back these are the couple I think about 10 biases cognitive biases that are getting used on day-to-day basis in every negotiation my name is Gaurav and I run this YouTube community LinkedIn community of super negotiate which is all about procurement spend analysis negotiation and digitization and it's all open source, so come and join me and contribute to the community. Thank you so much, I will come back with my next video, till then, keep negotiating, goodbye.